Even in man's darkest hour, yeah. he's still not too low to reject a natty ice. Not, not sure about his cock size. I would not hesitate to, to shit on Milwaukee. I think he's hot, too. Where everyone knows you've just been crushing ass. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you could join us. Stoked you're here. Episode 30, the big 3-0. You guys remember when you turned the big 3-0? Uh, some of you probably aren't the big 3-0 yet, and like, you should be pretty happy about that because it's all downhill. Like, the show's only going to get worse. It's going to get incrementally worse. It's going to be less able to function. Every show past show number 30. And that, that's just how life works. Today on the show, also, um, really working on the... I know, like, a lot of you have, like, commented that the show sounds like shit. And it kind of does sound like shit. But I'm working on that. I have equipment. and But I need to, like, watch some YouTube videos. You know, I'm not tech savvy. I'm a fucking creative type. Like, I'm, I bring the jokes But also, I don't have, like, an engineer to figure it out for me. But last week's show sounded really, like, low and shitty. So, sorry about that. And this one, hopefully, sounds better as you're listening right now. Uh, Today on the show, I talked about this last week on the radio, but it's definitely something we're going to hit again. Warren Sapp doesn't tip, and he likes to make excuses for why he doesn't tip, and um, that just makes him... Everything he does is suspect because of that. Uh, also, some guy... There's a there's a football player called Tracy Sprinkle. And I feel like that's a story in and of itself. But there's more on him. He got arrested. Um, and have you seen this? This was a big story. And I imagine a lot of people have seen it. Some fat tub of shit fell asleep at a Yankees game. And which, I mean, I don't blame him. Although he had good seats. That was like a $300 seat he was sitting in. Uh, and the it was on Baseball Tonight or, or, I mean, the Game of the Week or whatever it is they have on ESPN. And John Crook and the other guy kind of like made fun of him. But they're not even that bad. Like they didn't say, hey, look at that fat tub of shit sleeping. Uh, it was like pretty respectful. And the guy is apparently suing uh, because this is America. Uh We'll find out more about that later. Fat tub of shit. Uh, non-sports topics today. You guys remember the cannibal cop? Well, he's out. Like, he got arrested. He got charged. He got convicted. Conviction overturned. Free the cannibal cop. And I'm mostly concerned. Like, I feel like he should be jailed based on his attire. It doesn't matter that he's a cannibal cop. The guy were, uh, guy's wearing pleated... Z Cabarici pants in 2014. Like, lock him up for that. That's that's an indicator. Also, one of our favorite, one of everyone's favorite 1980s uh, glam rock. I don't want to say heavy metal. Like, it's been so long. I don't, I don't even know what to call the band. The guy from White Snake had an encounter with a. I mean, he's probably had lots of encounters encounters with wild animals. But they're usually cougars. <laughs> Excellent. He had a, he had an encounter with a different kind of wild animal, and 
We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, everybody's favorite. Oh, special alert. Got Like, if I could play sound effects, like, like if I had an engineer, he'd be able to do that. Uh, something special happening today. Special guest to talk Bachelor. Our man, our special, special Bachelor correspondent is going to join us today during Fancy Pop. Jason Stewart will be joining us along with our, our regular Bachelor at contributor, Fancy Sauce. We had hometowns this week, and you, you don't do hometowns and not get a roundtable to discuss them, because a lot of shit popped off in hometowns. They really milked that dead guy's death for a lot. Like, a really, that was really fucked up of them, I thought. Uh, but that was not, like, my favorite part of the episode, and we're going to talk about my favorite parts, Fancy's favorite parts, and, of course, special guest Jason Stewart's favorite parts. Joining me now, as always, I like, let's get into the show, and this show doesn't really start till my man Ed shows up. Ed, the sandwich, the king of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, Brian. Um, in the past week, I've had my faith in humanity dashed and then restored. Tell me. Oh, talk about a yeah. tease. All right. So here we go. First of all, I was at a bar. Uh, several Whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't, don't bury the lead. Yeah. <laughs> several days ago. And I heard several people, they were talking about the World Cup and they were, these are American guys. And they were referring to the score as one to nil or two to nil. I got and I got corrected on that today, but yeah, go ahead. I got two a real problem with Americans using nil for zero or nothing because. And then and then one guy was talking about well that's that's the way they say it. Well, do you do you pronounce Italy Italia? Like you you, right. you say what we say in America. Like let's 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 Deutschland. Pump the yeah. So yeah, we make we make exceptions. We say zero or zip or nothing, but like let's keep it to that. Nil nil. Like well it's nil. very it's very um It's a fancy way of saying yeah, something for, it's, for a it's I'm better than you because I know how to say nil nil. Like I'm a real soccer fan. My opinions are more valuable than yours because I know how to say nil nil instead of fucking zero. Also, the score is always nil nil. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's that's, never ninety five percent of the score. Yeah, it hasn't ever been a game that wasn't nil nil. But the good thing was the other day it was it for for a long stretch now in uh, in the Northeast or specifically in Hoboken, New Jersey. It, it it feels like Thailand hot. It's really hot and humid and gross. Yeah, and I live. It's a it's a, a small city. Um, and there is a homeless man who looks like Jesus that kind of hangs out in a stoop maybe 50 yards from my, my building. Yes. And I saw him just baking, baking in the sun one day. Hold and on, he, hold he, on, hold on. Are you about to brag about something you did nice for a homeless guy? Well, oh my God. I'm, I'm more, I'm more oh about to brag God. about okay. what he did. His okay. behavior is what I'm bragging about. Okay, tell me. Okay, so I was on my way to uh, the supermarket that I have to pass by him, and it's only two blocks from my house. You got a you got a Wegmans nearby? A and P. A and P. Okay. Regional okay, supermarkets so, are my favorite. Go ahead. So I was picking up, I was picking up some beer for myself. Shock. And, and, 
<laughs> and uh, like uh, barbecue stuff. We're we're having a barbecue. I see this guy baking, and so I think, you know what? Maybe I'm doing this just for me, but this guy looks like he could use a beer, and he's yeah. always pounding beers. Of course. So I so I go to the section in, within the supermarket. There's like the 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 beer section, and there's. There are just the tall boys, the, the individuals. I mean, it's not like I'm buying them a sixer. Sure, um, sure. Tall cans. So I'm looking at it, and I'm not going to get them the $9 Belgian ale or something not. like that. So I get them a Natty Ice. Yeah, I just that is, that's sort of low end. It, it's low end, yeah. but my choices were that or like a Foster's. For, I got them a $1.50 Natty Ice, like a, like a 24-ounce can, like a big... A big, you know, big beer that yeah, you could just I would appreciate that. I would appreciate that. I mean, I would have been like, they don't have quarts of Miller Lite in there or uh, um, Miller High Life. And he was, and he was drinking something. He might have been drinking Bud Heavies or. Yeah. I mean, he's always got beer, so I just figured I'll add to the cause. Well, Natty, Natty like, is a, is an Anheuser Busch. That's basically Budweiser. You're drinking a Natty. You're drinking just like a little bit shittier Budweiser. Go on. Yeah. So. I walk back and he's and he's just sweating, but of course, in that suspect homeless guy fashion, he's he's wearing like full jeans and maybe a hoodie. Like what is sweating? That? I don't know. They, they keep don't, they like, keep it, the leather jacket going the whole summer. How hard would it be to just you know have a, a, a change of shitty shorts or an old pair of jeans that you've ripped off the legs? Something. Uh, well, the homeless but, they like to layer. You know, they bring they got a lot of stuff to carry around with them. They're layered, so just de-layer. I, like take some yeah, layers I, off, dude. I would get if there was a pile of clothes next to him, and he was yes. just stripped down because totally. he's in the sun. No one would anyway. fault him for that. And he he also doesn't get the concept of shade too much because he could have moved over to a shady section, but he was baking in the sun. So I hand him the tall boy and I go, "Here you go, bud. Stay cool. Something you know, something." Oh, like, you tagged you know, it. I, I don't even think I said stay cool. I just said, "Here you go, bud." Yeah. And he looks at the natty ice. He just stares at it. Then he stares back at me, and then he drops the natty ice and let us lets it roll all the way to the curb. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, what a dick. But I but I kind of I kind of love that he did that. Like even even in man's darkest hour, yeah. he's still not too low to reject a natty ice. Um that is yes, that is I and sort you know what? of agree. I deserve like, he's it. I got him a shitty beer. I got him a shitty beer and he fucking called me on it. And I love that about you, him. You could you could have got him the Foss. Now did you pick up the Natty Ice or did you now are things gonna be weird between you and Jesus? Well, I've I've passed him a few times since then, but I, I, I loved his behavior, but I'm he's he's ki- kidding himself if he thinks I'm getting him another uh, another beer. That's yeah, that's it. You know that reminds me recently, like I was thrown off. It's all about the Okay, I have a couple homeless. This one homeless guy, I drove by the other day, and I really... This guy would have got my money because he, he had a... His sign said, cops took my crops. And I was like, hey, you know, this guy got hassled for his weed. I would give this guy some money. But I, the, the the light changed. You know, I didn't have a chance to stop. And I really wanted to take a picture of him for my Instagram. Like, <laughs> I thought I traded him five bucks for that picture. Then one time, me and my beautiful girlfriend Kate were were going to like this market, and it was in a. She wanted to make a curry, and she wanted to go to a proper Asian market to get all the items to make the curry. Gotcha. And they had frozen frogs at this market, but that's not the point. The point is, there's a homeless guy outside, and he's like, "Hey, man, just I'm really hungry. Can you get me?" He had like a list. He's like, "Can you get me some eggs, um, some?" tomatoes, a, cu- a head of lettuce. Like, he named off, like, five things. And the thing is, like, this market had, like, 
you could buy, they had like a little kitchen there that made food. Like I could have gone and bought him a whole chicken or, you know, I could have got him some lunch. But he really, right. he really weirded me out with the shopping list because I'm like, I could just go over there and get him like a two-piece chicken meal with some rice and he'd be full. But if I walk out without the items that he specifically requested, he might, you know, he's a big dude. He might go, he's a little, seemed a little off. He, he probably is if he's in that situation. Yeah, it could have been a lot like your Natty Ice situation. He'll use right. a little picky. So I, uh, you know, I ended up buying him nothing. Um, So uh, you're—I saw some really interesting news out of you lately, and by interesting, the first story I noticed you were tagged in a gym post on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Are you are you one of those guys that walks around with a gallon jug of water and a notepad? Uh, No, I am definitely not. I do. I do (laughs) go to a gym. I do. It's like a boot camp style gym, so it's like classes. And uh, it's you know interval training, and yeah, they they had some promotion. I had just been there. The trainer probably thought of me. You know, uh, we're all might... Facebook friends, and yeah, I was tagged in a gym post. Not my proudest yeah. moment, but uh, yeah, but uh, actually, there there might be some other news. Anything else what's, going on with you? Uh, I feel like you really have an agenda here. Yes, for those of you that do not know, and I feel like most people know. I feel like most people interact with us at Easy Ed Daily on Twitter. Same Instagram, Facebook, you can find us all those places. And anybody that's friends with me on social media didn't have to wait to hear this podcast to know that I was, I became engaged. I am engaged to be married to my beautiful girlfriend, Kate, and we're very happy and very excited. And I know all you haters. All you married haters want to tell me how it's going to change. And look, guys, I'm sorry that your wives don't sex you. (laughs) Not you, obviously, Ed. You're a married man that gets much sex from his wife, I'm sure. But I'm very content. I'm very happy with my girlfriend. I'm excited for the future with her. And I'm not concerned at all that things will change and that she'll start to nag me and all the things that you guys want to project on me about my girlfriend because your wives do those things. Uh, But I will say this. I got a lot, much more than that. I got a great deal of very, very nice compliments from people all over social media that are very happy for me and Kate, and I really, really appreciate that. It's a we, we live in a very big world that suddenly becomes a very small world, and it's it's crazy to think that people would just take a time take time out of their day to to tell me congratulations. It means a lot. I really appreciate it, and so thank you all very much. Even, all right. Even you, Ed. Ed sent me a very nice text. We uh, we texted Ed from a restaurant where we were sitting side by side, which Ed completely supports i will say yeah i was very happy for you but you still qualify as monsters for that side-by-side bullshit i told did we discuss this last week how i changed yes. a reservation so i would be side yes, by side yeah yes we did and when michelle listened to the podcast she thought, she what, thought you, what a romantic she, she thought you were kidding no she no she's like ed why don't you do that why don't you Never. hold my hand throughout the meal I, I'm like very, I'm very happy with my marriage. I'm not one of these bitter married guys, but our, my marriage would be over in 15 minutes if she tried to sit next to me at the restaurant. <laughs> I want you 
Hopefully you guys make it out to the coast sometime. We will go enjoy a nice meal together where we will both be side by side seated oh. by our beautiful, beautiful wives and girlfriends. And that will be, I'll take a special picture. Uh, okay, Ed. Let's get to the fucking show. People are not into my sappy love life. I was, I am very, I was very into your uh, homeless beer selection. Like, I feel like I wish you would have like sort of taken a picture of the beer. Like, you should have got them the Fosters. What was the Fosters? Two ninety nine. Like, go an extra it was, buck. It was it was three and change. So it was it was probably close to three times the price of the Natty Ice. Yes. And like, yeah, three three dollars <laughs> is not going to break me for sure. Yes, but like. All, all this whole story, I'm trying to tell you that my good deed. I love that he rejected it. That's true. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back for doing it. I just, I just felt like for for my fellow man, I was like, he must be hot and thirsty. And then he shit on me, and I was like, you know what? I deserve to be shit on for yeah, that choice. That was kind of awesome. Okay, let's talk sports. All right, what's going on in the world of sports, Ed? Tampa Bay Buccaneer great and Oakland Raider mediocre. Warren Sapp recently admitted to giving his waitress a big fat goose egg for a tip at the Upper Deck Sports Bar and Grill in Hallandale, Florida. His reason? The waitress called him boy. After he and his party ordered $69 worth of uh, uh, Heineken, wings, a Reuben, and a pizza, Sapp wrote, always don't tip and a wobbly zero in the tip line. Brian? Justified behavior for the Surly Hall of Famer? Absolutely. And she, we, we should clarify, she didn't call him boy. She said, She's, what she would said you like boys like boys. to drink? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a completely, totally, 100% legitimate way to address anyone of any race, anywhere, as long as they're male. Let's talk about the bigger problem here. Uh, it's the fucking middle of summer, and he got crab soup as an appetizer. Yeah. Yeah, who the, who the fuck in like a when a group of guys go go out, and especially in summer, but a group of guys and like people are ordering bar food and somebody orders crab soup. Yeah, what's what is that? Like, why do they even have that? Also, he's he's ranch with wings guy. Wings they get blue cheese. Wings do not get ranch. Ranch is not. First of all, the upper deck sports bar and grill should be shut down for a couple reasons: serving ranch with wings, which is a major problem. Oh, we got a Reuben sandwich, too. I don't mind a Reuben sandwich. I was going to say, I, I find it almost impossible to turn down a Reuben when I see it on the menu. Yeah. It's it's certainly not healthy for you, No, but I see that Reuben, and it's screaming my name it's on so every menu. Good. It's it's such a good sandwich. Like it's, the, it's one of the perfect sandwiches. Yeah, like the bucket of Heineken, the wings, the Reuben, fries. Like I'm pretty into this meal. Also, like, the upper deck, okay, I realize that it... Like, the, sometimes the literal meaning is not no longer the meaning. So, it's a sports bar. You're calling it the upper deck, and that's because that's that's like a stadium. The upper deck of right. the stadium. Which, but, I, I mean, in and of itself, like, you don't want to sit in the upper deck. It right. should, it it's, should the, it's the booby prize. That's the Bob Euchre seats. Yeah, you should, you should be, like, front row. Or, you right. know, like, orchestra. But now, but now what you're getting at... Right. What does upper deck upper mean deck to you now? Has come to me, and I don't. You were in a fraternity, so you guys probably did this shit to each other. I was not. I feel like this is this is only an urban legend. But upper deck ha- has come to mean that's a prank where you're over at a buddy's apartment and you're drunk and you got to take a shit and you. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm above this. And you instead of having, drop it in the reservoir. Yeah. Instead of having it in the normal place in the bowl, you you. 
evacuate yourself into the tank of the toilet, replace the lid, and it's, you know, there's a lingering smell and brown water in your toilet, and later you come to realize that your buddy's taking a shit, and that's called an upper deck. And that's what everybody knows an upper decker is, and that's, you shouldn't name your sports bar that. Right. It's it's bad, and Warren Sapp's, he's, he's always been an asshole. He's, he was a phenomenal D-tackle on the, yeah. on the Bucks. But he's always been a dick, and he's surly, and fuck him. He's he's yeah, he's a fucking asshole, and he's looking for people. He's looking to be wronged, which is the worst fucking kind of person. He's looking for the bad in everyone, and that's because he's a bad human being. And I challenge you to find anybody with a similar personality trait that isn't a horrible, horrible person. This is I could not know anything else about Warren Sapp, and just seeing this snippet of his life this window into his world I know he's a fucking asshole and he's a bad bad guy fuck him yeah and he's broke so yeah. he, that's why he found a way to justify not tipping somebody right exactly we tip we tip in America that's, that's just the rule you you tip yeah you tip you do you you offer that's that's just how we do it here you this is how people make a living there's the service economy people get paid from tips and in a lot of states and this is in Florida so I'm sure it's this way they, they because they get tipped they barely make any kind of hourly wage it's like two dollars right, an hour the, the government taxes them he- heavier there's something like where they're really netting nothing from their paycheck it's yeah. the tip money yeah exactly so yeah if you don't tip you are a fucking asshole and don't get I don't want to hear any fucking bullshit about it and don't tell me I tip too much because I you know when I do the Split the bill, first of all. Everybody, oh, well, nobody, nobody should be doing. You know, bring the bill uh, to me. Itemization. Yes, the bill's coming Split. to me. I'm adding twenty percent to the total, and then right. I'm dividing it by the number of people at this table. Right. And you're all. I don't care if you fucking don't drink. I don't care if fat ass over here had dessert. We all ate. We all shared this meal, and we're all splitting it equally. And that's the fucking. That's how it works. And if you're not down with that, I got a problem with you. You're garbage. Yeah, you're gar- You're a garbage person. Thank you, Ed. Okay, next story. <laughs> Speaking of surly, fat defensive linemen, Ohio State sophomore Tracy Sprinkle was arrested this weekend. Officers responded to a bar brawl at the Gronin Sexy Lounge in Lorraine, Ohio. <laughs> After arriving, officers also discovered a flipped-over pool table, Whoa. broken lights... Broken lights and chairs, a man who had been smashed in the face with Sprinkle's bottle, an unconscious young woman, and last but not least, Sprinkle's stash of cocaine in his back seat. Nice. Officers, officers found the two bags, but uh, I, 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 I would tell you how much it was, but I saw it was metric, so I just kind of gloss over whenever I see the metric system. <laughs> Only drug dealers use the metric now, system. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, can you believe... That an Urban Meyer coach player would have a man uh, uh, would would have this kind of behavior. No, this is I mean, crazy. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer never has bad seeds on his team. No, never. He loves the Lord. Also, like Tracy Sprinkle, like I loved a lot of her movies early on when she first got into porn when she was fresh faced. <laughs> and but then you know they start they age him real fast. They start smoking a lot of crack and doing a lot of meth and stuff. And then. By this time, they're having a double anal, you know, uh, six months later, they're looking used up. I, you know, I only like the early stuff that Tracy Sprinkle did. Yeah, uh, Peter North ruined her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, look, you name your kid Tracy Sprinkle. 
Like all bets are off. It's it's like a boy named Sue. He's got he's got to kick the shit out of everybody. He's got to do cocaine. He's got he's got to prove himself by flipping pool tables. He's got to be pretty fucking strong, though. I mean, pool tables heavy. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta give Meyer credit. He does know how to find athletes. The problem is uh, with his history with uh, some of the thugs, such as Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not surprised that my and. Urban Meyer is one of those real holier than thou types, where he's going to be like, "We're going to work with the, we're not going to turn our back on the athlete. Right. We're going to work right. with the player." You know, he he does a lot of that, and of course, it's just so they win games. He he might get suspended for uh, oh, here's their schedule right here. Um, well, ten four, they got a walkover at Maryland. Oh. I could see, I could see him. Actually, they—I mean—they play Kent State. I feel like Tracy Sprinkle right. is going to be able to sit out either the Navy game or the Kent State game, or definitely the Maryland game. Because uh, where can I get down on that? By the way, <laughs> what? Where I like, I like to place a bet on that Ohio State Maryland game. I really like—I'll I'll lay some points. I, you're you're not going to get me to uh, to fight on this one. The only way Maryland can win is by distracting people with those horrible helmets. Oh, stop it! Now you're just jealous. <laughs> okay, Tracy Sprinkle. Right. Next, I, I love. By the way, love all Tracy Sprinkle's movies. Uh, speaking of agitated uh, fat shits, enormous Yankees fan Andrew Rector has filed a ten million dollar defamation lawsuit against ESPN, John Cruck, Dan Schulman, and Major League Baseball Advanced Media for showing him and commenting about him falling asleep in the fourth inning of a Yankees-Red Sox game. Uh, the lawsuit, which contained a myriad of misspelled words and names, alleges the analyst used an avalanche of disparaging words against the very tired fan. The lawsuit attempts to clear the air that the Haystacks Calhoun look like <laughs> is very aware he, he had to, like, make sure in his lawsuit that he's very aware of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. He also wanted to make it crystal clear he's not gay. Brian, <laughs> how, how sympathetic are you for the beefy fan? No gay guy would fuck this guy, first of all. He's lucky that he's not gay. Um, right. he, he looks almost like a young King Kong Bundy. He's super fat. Like, although he's not, like, morbidly obese. Like, he fits in the seat. No, it, it's not. it's not so much that. It's just... He's either shit-faced or he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, who falls asleep in the fourth inning? Yeah, he was probably a, at one of those bars in the neighborhood, Stance. all wasted. Yeah, cruised, cruised into the game, hammered, passed out, and they didn't even really say anything that bad about him. I would uh, personally, like, hopefully this thing gets thrown out straight away. But if not, right. I would contribute to a Kickstarter. Like, this is a cause I can get behind to defend everyone. You know, I'm not an ESPN fan. But I, I would, as a moral duty, I would feel it was my moral duty to contribute some money so that this guy, they don't settle with this fucking asshole. Because they, they hardly even made fun of him. Like, who wouldn't they just laugh that off? They just kind of pointed out. Yeah, he's asleep. Weird. And they're like, did he fall? Was he asleep during the Beltran homer? And they just kind of like made a few comments. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, he was asleep. At, yes, he should. He should uh, like the frivolous lawsuit thing. Like he should have to wear a dunce cap for for a year after this gets dismissed. Absolutely, they should just they shouldn't let him get away with it. Yeah, for no I, reason. I totally agree. This is one of the problems with America. Anyone like people are always like, oh, I could get sued. Well, anyone can get sued. 
anyone can get sued for anything, and that's what's fucked up about this country. Uh, also, like, what's more embarrassing? Getting caught sleeping at a baseball game or getting caught keeping score? <laughs> that is That is so bizarre. It's one thing when you see the 75-year-old guy that this yeah. is just what he did from his youth. But sometimes you see somewhat younger men just keeping score at games. That's a problem. It's a re- like being, you you know me, like being too into anything is an issue for me. I don't want to, I don't want to ever be known as someone that is really into anything. And re- being re- like going to the baseball game, the baseball game is incidental. You're there to drink beer and eat hot dogs and be in the sunshine with your family, with your kids. Uh, you know, being really into the game, I, you know, that's a, that's a suspect behavior. I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with the guy that falls asleep than the, yeah, normal-aged guy sitting there with his little book where he's kept score for every game all season. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not against... Uh, people who are really into it, well, uh, unlike you, I don't, I don't care. But I do have a problem. I think it, there is still is a limit. You can really be happy about a game, but the keeping score or or the guys, guys who wear their gloves to games is a real problem. Oh yeah, bringing the glove. Ice Cube recently wore his glove to a Dodger game. That is a uh-huh. major, major issue. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope this guy doesn't get any money. Uh, okay, Ed. Good sports stuff this week. We're the sports show of record. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, we, we we already covered sports, but like, what do we have in non-sports? In non-sports, Ed, I know you're from Jersey, and being from Jersey, you grew up a huge Whitesnake fan, <laughs> and just like all the chicks in your high school, and uh, I know you were bummed to find out that this week, Whitesnake's singer... David Coverdale had to deal with a major issue when a black bear broke into his ha- into his house in Tahoe. Any concern, uh, or we sh- none of us should be concerned because he was able to survive the experience with only his fridge uh, pi- pillared, pilloried, pillaged. I don't know what words mean. But a bear got into his house and ate all the food in his refrigerator. <laughs> ate a bunch of shit. Ed, tell me, did you, as a member, maybe even the president of the White Snake fan club, did you get a text message when this situation happened at the David Coverdale home? Well, are we sure this wasn't uh, his ex, Tony Katane, breaking into his kitchen? Right. Have you seen? Have you seen her lately? Yes. Oh my she, god, she's got some problems. <laughs> But uh, I was I was thinking the funny thing was can you imagine the the bear's perspective like he comes in and he's just chowing down on somebody's fridge and then he looks up and he sees David Coverdale he's like oh hey I'll leave yeah he's don't like, just don't sing is this love <laughs> well, do you think he was like hey man big fan it's all good hey I'm gonna, hey no you mind I'm just there's gonna nobody, grab a couple there's nobody lights. that's an actual there's nobody that's an actual fan of White Snake do and does they, what does White Snake still tour? Is it one of those things where it's White Snake, but it's like five different guys? And also, like Tahoe, pretty baller. Like, good of David Coverdale to hold on to some money so he can he can shack up in Tahoe. He must have been good with money because I can't think of White Snake having more than like a year or maybe two years in the spotlight. Yeah, it's when you're only known for the hot chick in your videos, like your music couldn't have been that good. All I remember is Tawny Katane. I'll be honest. 
I'll be honest. Yeah, I I came of age watching that video. Yeah, I got I got very aroused. She was barefoot. She was in a white dress. She was she was on the hood of the car. She could she could put her body. She could contort her body into positions that I found very appealing. Did you? Are you doing the show from the freeway? I was very much. <laughs> I live in a corner. I mean, the the, okay. the right. Baller Lifestyle World headquarters are on a, on a corner of a busy street. It's a it's a very accessible place. We're near the window. Don't don't stop by for autographs, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Coverdale. We're glad he's okay. Okay, another story, Ed. Okay. Before we get to preview coming up, and I keep forgetting to preview this at the beginning of the show. How fucking old is this guy? I got one for wow. you tonight. Uh, here, here's another story. Ed, this is in your neighborhood, practically. Do you remember the cannibal cop? Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, I think it's a bigger story where you live, because this guy was a New York cop, and it was discovered that he sort of had a list and a plan to abduct women and boil them alive and eat their flesh and all the normal stuff that we all fantasize about. But the thing is, he never actually, he only planned it. So it's kind of like if we caught Osama bin Laden, where he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly some planes into some towers. We're gonna hijack." Um, and but he hadn't done it yet, and we're like, "Oh, it's cool, man. Like, was, hey, that's a pretty scary plan you got there. Hey, just get out of here. Just don't worry about it. Right. Head, right. head on back to your caveman. Uh, yeah, this guy, the cannibal cop, was released. He, his conviction was overturned. I assume he'll be retried, uh, but he's he's free. Also. Free at a hundred thousand dollar bail. It's like, how does he have that? That's that's a bigger story here. Um, uh, let's read from the story. The cannibal cop got his first taste of freedom Tuesday after nearly two years in jail. Then headed home. I gotta love the New York Post to sink his teeth into some of his mom's home <laughs> cooking. Of course, his mom stands by him. Gilberto Valle's mother, who wept as ju- as a judge ordered him freed, said she planned to whip up a platter of pasteles. Latin American meat pies. This guy looks like he fancies some carbs. Once they arrive home to Queens, uh, I'm going to cook him his favorite meal. Human, she said. No, I added that part. Uh, This guy was released from jail in a too big shirt that's open two buttons with a butterfly collar. Um, he's He's got big, wide, loose, pleated pants on. He looks like a fucking criminal. Ed, what are your thoughts on the Cannibal Cops release? Well, I got a couple things. First of well, I have three things. One, he is, Queens is not very far, so yes. I'm not all that comfortable with this guy on the loose. Well, I, I think uh, he's into chicks. Okay, but I have a wife. He, he wants so. to eat women. Yeah, he could He could be planning to eat my wife right now. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um, um, the picture that you're talking about, his bad fashion... But it also looks like he's got a healthy set of Mickelsons. I mean, he's got he's got some serious bitch titties. How does he get that after two years in the pokey? Yeah, don't all, like you're in jail. All you do is push ups and pull ups, right? Exactly. Shit on a shingle and push ups. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be the fittest dude in town in jail. Exactly. How does this guy have bitch titties coming out of the yeah. pokey? Um, and also, there is uh, in the story. When they talk about uh, his family celebrating him getting released, it said one of his brothers brought or bought milk and beer for the victory party. Milk together. <laughs> milk. Who drinks milk? Who, Baby who cows. Has milk at a party. Who has milk at a party? That's five year olds. 
Which, coincidentally, is the age when kids bite each other. But, <laughs> but milk? Yeah, like, who makes sure... Hey, Gilberto's getting out today. I'm going to run down the store. i got to get his milk. He needs milk. I'm going to get some 2% moo juice. <laughs> like, what's... What, where... Uh, what kind of planet is milk ever a party item? Uh, yeah, yeah, unless you're, ha- unless you're having some three-year-olds or a couple calves over to your house. Yeah. Unless Gilberto's like, man, the only thing I want now that I'm out of jail is a bowl of cereal. You should not be buying milk. No, of course. No one should buy milk. Don't drink milk. Almond milk. Uh, all right, Ed. We'll, we'll keep our eye on Cannibal Cop, your neighbor in Queens. Hope Maybe he'll get his job back. That would be exciting. Um, okay, Ed. It's time. I think we've explained this segment plenty of times, but I'll explain it one more time. New favorite segment on the show, How Fucking Old Is it that This Guy? That's where each of us brings a celebrity name to the table, and we ask the other, How Fucking Old Is This Guy? Ed, would you like me to go first, or would you like to lead? Um, I'll, I'll start. Go for it. All right. Here's, here's, here's somebody that everybody is very familiar with. He's been on TV for most of our lives. Kelsey... Grammar. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough. Okay. This is a tough I'll, I'll give one. You a, I'll, I'll just give you a hint. He started. He was not on the first season. He started on Cheers in 1983. 1983. Okay, when he started on Cheers in 1983, he looked about, I would say, 44 years old. Uh, 83 to 2014. That's like 34. Year, no. 31 years, 31 plus 44, he's 75, yeah, okay, <laughs> now he has, like, three-year-olds, I've seen, he's yeah. also, he's also, like, been divorced, like, 14 times, and I believe he's got, like, a 29-year-old wife that just had a baby, love uh, procreating. Yeah, he loves having kids. He has so much money that all he can think to do, he doesn't make any charitable donations. He just keeps marrying people and giving them half of it. Uh, But he can't be on this planet too much longer because I've just done the math and Kelsey Grammer is 75 years old today. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer just turned, in February, he just turned 59 years old. Shut up! <laughs> no he way. was twenty. He was twenty-eight on Cheers. No, fifty-nine. Mind? What? I mean, I knew I was guessing a little bit high, but I was thinking like sixty-nine. <laughs> yes, fifty-nine. Not even sixty. Wow! And not not for not for many months will he be sixty. He was in his twenties on Cheers. That is crazy. Okay, yeah. that, that might be... I can never top that. I should have gone first. Uh, okay, here's mine. That might be the best one we've had yet. Uh, here's mine. This guy you've known to be a very old guy for a very long time. He was on... He's best known as being the old, crotchety boss on Mary Tyler Moore. He's been in lots of other shit. He was on TV throughout our childhood. He was he was played Lou Grant. Recently, he did the he, he voiced the crotchety old guy in Up. He's been very very old for a very long time. Of course, I'm talking about Ed Asner. Ed, how old is your namesake, Ed Asner? 
I have to think Ed Asner is... I, I'm not sure the exact years of Mary Tyler Moore, but let's say that was 45 years ago. And he was crotchety then. I will say he was... I'll say he was 55 then. So he is he is cracking triple digits. I'll say he's 100, and since I haven't heard he died, he might be uh, like Commandant Lazard. He's an older... He's a 100-year-old living legend. Not even close. Ed Asner, while very old, is only 84 years old, born November 15th, wow. 1929, which, like, okay, yeah, he's pretty old. But when you think about it, in the early 70s, when he looked 59 years old on the Mary Tyler Moore show, he was, like, yeah. 41. Oh, my God. Like, how, how is it possible? We're close in age to what he was. Yeah, he he was our age. When he looked much, much older. He looked, Can you imagine getting together with your buddies? Getting get together with your buddies and one of them looked like that? You'd be like, buddy. You need some fucking sleep, buddy. You've been hanging out with Gavin McLeod too much, buddy. Smoking too many cigs. Conrad uh, Bain. I love that. I'm running out of people. People keep sending us good, how fucking old is this, guys? Keep sending that. Sending them to us, and we'll research them, and we'll put them, we'll feature them in the mailbag, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We love how fucking old is this guy. Okay, now it's time. Joining us now, everybody's favorite segment of the program, Fancy Pop. That's where we talk pop culture, everything that's happening in the world of celebrity, and in particular, the Bachelor or Bachelorette. That is the segment that everybody looks forward to. Joining us now is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, guys. I'm good. Hey, Fancy. How is everybody? We are well. Uh, stoked you could be here. Always good to have you in studio. Oh, like, thank you. You are in studio. Life is just better. Mm-hmm. Like, things are better when you're in studio would, here on the show. I would have to agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Uh, special guest, though. Exciting. Big, big, big guest for us today. Our favorite, uh, somebody that we always, there was hometowns this week on The Bachelorette, and we got to bring in our number one, Mr. Automatic, favorite guest of the show, Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? I'm awesome, and I, I'm proud to say that I, I'm becoming a semi-regular. I mean, am, am I going to start getting a portion of the salary that you pay a daily? Absolutely. We'll, we'll do we'll do that thing where, like, when you're a guest on a uh, talk yeah, show. Yeah, you're, you you're a recurring guest. Yeah, recurring guest. And you, you've got me semi-regular as well, Jason, because it makes me so happy to have you on the show. Okay, tell us, what happened, Kate? Lead us through the segment. What happened this week in the world of pop culture? Okay, let's talk a little pop culture. So Pamela Anderson, you guys knew that she got married again in January? No no one knew that. Okay, so she's been married to, let's see, Tommy Lee. Big cock. Kid Rock. Not, Not sure about his cock size. 
And this guy, Rick Salomon, who he's, she... He's also got a huge cock. Who was married to Shannon Doherty previously in 2002, yeah. but they annulled their marriage. He he did a sex tape with Paris Wilton, and he's did, a very big dick. Did a, did a sex tape with Paris Hilton. That, that's, you know, what he's most he's, known for. Yep. That's that's the, the, the famous Paris Hilton tape that got her... Yeah. That's right. One, night, the one yeah. night in Paris. Yeah. Anyway, so Pam and he wed in Vegas in 2007, but they annulled it only two months later. And then she announced that in January she had wed him again. Only now they're filing for divorce. Oh. And she, she doesn't have the best taste in men, let's be honest. This Pam- one this one lasted, what, four months? Five months? Six months? Yeah, six well, months. They, they gave it a good shot. Anyway... <laughs> This guy is a multi-million dollar winning poker player. Is that true? But the thing is, and Jason, you could probably speak to this because you have played professional poker. I feel like if uh, I feel like he's probably lost two and a half times that much playing poker. I think that that's always the case. Like when you hear any, I guess any gambler for that matter, if they ever give you a number that they've won, you just have to assume they've lost 10 times that much. Right. That's exactly, they they say that the old adage is there's two kinds of gamblers, losers and liars. And I would put Rick Solomon in the liar category, but it doesn't matter because I would trade places with him in a minute just because of the fact that he has a giant. Also, he might have lost a lot of money, but he just took home $2.8 million in that last tournament that he came fourth I'm I'm sure he lost it that weekend at the tables. It's not always lost. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Unfortunately, he's lost poor Pamela Anderson, who, let's be honest, she hit a wall 10 years ago. I feel she needs a rich guy to marry. Have you guys seen her? She chopped off all her hair. She's got short, she's got old lady short. Short yeah. hair. She looks just not good. She wears Ugg boots. Also, those huge fake tits are not going to look right in about five to ten years. Totally agree. It's it's the end has already passed for poor Pamela Anderson. But keep us advised of her marital successes and failures in the future, Kate. Will uh, do. Because I would like to now know. Now, let me, let me say, just Go, for note. Tell us. Fan, fans of the podcast will remember this, that Barb Wire was my choice for action hero babysitter. Absolutely. <laughs> How could we forget barbed wire out of nowhere? Quite possible. Like, I took Michael Dudikoff, which I thought was pretty Wait, good. Wait, Jason, why did you choose her to be well, your babysitter? I mean, I, the, as I said, the fake Nurturing. man is like, basically supersede the fact that she allowed a child to die on her property. I'm just going to I'm going to forgive that part of her resume because she's she was very easy to look at. But I that, that's we all we all make mistakes. I don't mean to correct you because I've already done it a couple times and it seems that it didn't take but the ch- the child that died in her care was actually at a party at Tommy Lee's house. This is true, you guys. Yeah. That makes all the difference in the world, yeah. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't make it any less funny. Okay. Uh, Excellent, excellent story. Kate, what's next in the world of pop culture? Um, Apparently, Sarah Palin is publicly auditioning to join The View, which I think would be a perfect forum for her because she's an idiot. Oh, absolutely. I... If they like they 
should jump on this. If she wants the job, they will hire her for sure. That's a no-brainer. In an, in, she, she should get the job. In an interview with a Hollywood reporter, she was quoted as saying, I hear everyone recently got canned from The View. Maybe a show like that needs a punch of reality and a voice of reason from America's heartland to knock some humble sense into their script. You know, someone willing to go rogue. <laughs> Obviously talking about herself. She's such a fucking idiot. She's a moron. Uh, but I would love it if she joined The View. Of course. It's a no-brainer. Jason Stewart, you have made a lot of bones in television. You produce television. As Put yourself in the mindset of ABC, the producer of The View. Do you pull the trigger on Sarah Palin figuratively? I mean, for no other reason than the, I mean, the huge splash that the, the, you know, the the publicity that it's going to draw. Everyone will tune into that first episode. Um, she once she starts talking, that's when you start losing viewers and listeners. I, she's really easy to look at, as I think uh, the three guys here could attest. But uh, you know, once no, she no. starts talking, I don't no. know if it's the accent or just her. <laughs> Unintelligence or what? But you just kind of lose me at that point. Yeah, she's super stupid and annoying. But that would be a bit, literal big splash uh, for that show. They they want her if she wants to do it. She's got the job, I guarantee. I mean, they hired Jenny McCarthy. Why wouldn't they hire Jenny her? Jenny McCarthy also very stupid. But I would say even less stupid and less uh, polarizing than Sarah Palin. Agree. Well, what about Sherry Shepard? The dumbest person on the hist- in the history of the planet. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that. I really hope Sarah Palin gets the job. And they should get somebody. They should do like a crossfire. Like she'll obviously advocate for conservative stuff like that other idiot that was on the show. Uh, uh, Hasselbeck. Yeah, she's married to a quarterback. Uh, Hasselbeck. Yeah, she's not she's there the anymore. Worst. So they should get somebody on the other side and do sort of a crossfire thing and let them argue and bicker. Uh, okay, next story, Kate. What's happening in the world of pop culture? Okay, you remember a few weeks back when I re- um, talked about that incident in the elevator with Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Jay-Z's sister Solange going nuts on Jay-Z. I was team Solange, as I think everyone was. Right. Um, it's now being reported that maybe Beyonce just accused Jay-Z of cheating in her concert on Saturday night. Um, apparently, while performing on their dual on-the-run tour at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio, Beyonce dropped what many people feel is a clue in the middle of her poignant ballad, Resentment. She tweaked the lyrics a little bit in an apparent nod to her relationship with Jay-Z. Okay, so... She's saying, been riding with you for 12 years, which she changed from six years. Why did I deserve to be treated this way by you? She's saying, you're probably thinking, what's up with B? I've been crying, can't stop crying. You could have told me you weren't happy. I know you didn't want to hurt me, she's saying. I got a look in her eyes, and she's not half of me. She ain't even half of me. That bitch will never be. So apparently she changed the words a little bit, that and it's been, t- it's been talked about that Jay-Z apparently has been having a long-running <clears throat> affair with R&B singer Maya. Right. And that he pays for her lifestyle. That seems like a downgrade. Yeah. Definitely. But it's apparently it's been it's been going on for a long time. You know. And that's also that also seems like a dog shit song. That's a, that's yeah, a terrible. Yeah, that's a horrible lyrics. Such a downer. Here's the thing. That's like Jimmy Crack Corn. Maybe I should have sang it. You. That would have been better. Here's the thing. You. You marry a rapper. It's like marrying a ball player or an airline pilot or a high-powered attorney or a traveling salesman. You know they're going to fuck around. This is the, the professional coxman. Yeah, professional that, coxman. That's what they do. And you could be the hottest chick in the world. You could be. Kate Upton, or I don't know, whoever's top of their game right now, 
And the, if you marry a kind of the kind of guy that's a captain of industry or in one of these lines of work, they are going to go out and they are going to swing it around because that's what they do. They score in business and they score pussy. Do you guys agree? And that's what I always thought that with the, the Tiger Woods, Ellen Norgren thing. It of was course. like she knew when she, she signed up for that. She yep. signed up for the money. She signed up for the fame. She was just going to have her kids in solitude and Tiger could go fuck whatever he wants. Right. But the, pro- the problem happened when it became public. Of and course. all of a sudden mm-hmm. now she is a national shamed woman and embarrassed. I think that's maybe where I don't know if Beyonce is like maybe sensing the rumors or something's going to come out that's going to blow this thing up because there's no way in hell these people don't get married knowing the rules with these people. They, I, they just they know the rules. It's but something's going to come out, I have a feeling. I would agree. Well, I think she's definitely trolling us, but I think there's something to it as well. Right, she's getting the most out of it, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Your sister doesn't light up your husband in public and start beating his ass for something minor. There's some, it's something big. And if it's true, if she, if, she, if she is calling out her husband during a song, then that maybe that's her only way of kind of letting him know. Like, you're close, I'm not going to blow it up, but I'm going to let people know Absolutely. a little bit. Yeah. Or get them talking. Seems like, a, seems like a real bummer of a concert. Such a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I go. Hey, I go to look at our, our, <laughs> Let's work I, I out our marital issues. Piece of ass singing in front of me. I don't need you to be spilling your relationship right. drama. Right. Yeah. No, don't thanks. don't get up there and start talking about Darfur and you know you get up there and shake your tits is what you're saying. Hey, Jay Mo, Jay right now. Well, I don't know. Apparently, everyone lost their shit and went crazy. Like, I watched the video, and when she's singing these words, everyone was cheering and going nuts. Yeah, yeah, of course. I uh, find that hard to believe because I've never once paid attention to the lyrics of any, <laughs> ever. That's exactly right. Jason, Jason, you were about to drop the name of one of your many famous friends, Jay Moore. Yeah. Jay Moore's got a great line about that. Like, when he goes to see Pearl Jam, and Eddie Vedder between songs says, Dick Cheney's an asshole. And Jay Moore says, no, you're an asshole because you haven't played Jeremy. Now right. get to it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> nobody wants your politics just because you have a, a pulpit for it. And nobody wants, well, maybe people do want to hear about your marital problems, but we are not among them. Oh, uh, I do. I absolutely do. Absolutely. I, knew, I know there's an audience for that. <laughs> uh, okay. Very interesting stuff. Excellent, excellent topic. I can't wait to find out more about this. Kate, what else is happening? Are we ready? Is it time? That, Are we talking Bachelorette? Yeah, let's go to Hometowns. Ed's favorite show, <laughs> Bachelorette popped off, Hometown Dates, uh, and Is that what it's called? It, the yeah, Hometown Dates? Hometowns. They say we're doing Hometowns? I think, I think they just refer to it as Hometowns. Yeah, they shorten it up, Hometowns. We Going it's like this cute little nickname that they that they picked up maybe in the season six or something. Yeah, and then not cute. Pa- Pablo last season just ran the shit into the ground, hometown. and he just kept, talk, kept talking about the hometown, hometown, mm-hmm. hometown. And I hate to be a, a racist uh, Mexican impersonator, but <laughs> yeah, sounds like Ricky Ricardo. He's, yeah, that's pretty much what he was. He's Venezuelan. Uh, yeah, I like hometowns because a lot of t- a lot of times they go to these people house people's houses and their houses are pretty shitty. Um, that's always fun to watch. It's just fun to go inside and see people's shitty decor and their 
fat girlfriend or fat sisters. Um, and you know, when you're on, when you're out at a hotel and you're at a resort and you're fit and you're looking good, you can be one way. And I've all, I'm also fascinated to see parents that have spawned people that yes. want to go on these shows. Very true. And let, let's get into that. Okay. I'm taking away because we need to get into the details of this. There's a lot of good ones. So many. Can, talk about the home. So house. many moments to talk about this week. Um, okay, so let's start with Nick, who I dislike more and more with that bad leather jacket and scarf get up Nick with sucks. every passing minute of the show. Mm-hmm. So he gets the first leather hometown. jacket and scarf. Yeah, it's yeah. all he's been wearing. He wore it all through Europe, Aaron? and he's still wearing it in Milwaukee. Like, I thought that was his Europe outfit. Um, but he's still wearing it. He anyway, has a lot of scarves. Um, so the first thing that they do is they go to the Milwaukee public market, which is like, whatever. I don't know. I mean, no offense, Milwaukee, but it seems like there's not a lot going on there. Oh yeah. I would, I, I would definitely not, I would not hesitate to, to shit on Milwaukee. I think she did a great <laughs> job and I, I had sent, I'd sent, I sent Brian a text during this. I said, Annie's doing a great acting job of acting like Milwaukee's cool. It's why she's a perfect bachelorette because she yeah. makes ex- it seem authentic when she's like, "Oh my god, I'm at a she's market." Really she's really good at that, too but it's over to the top. The I'm yeah. I feel exhausted watching her like sort of emulate this kind of joy and overexcitement and this like smiling like yeah. constantly all the time. It's like I'm tired. So they tired they, for her. They hit the market. They get a beer. They get a Nick and Andy. That's beer. That's right, and Nick then, and Andy oh beer. And then then they then they hike it over to his house. Head, oh wait, they polka dance. Oh yeah. Then which polka was dance. not awkward in any way. <laughs> and then they head to Nick's house. Kate, tell us about Nick's house. Okay, so they go to meet, meet his parents and. Ten siblings, that's right. There are, like, who the hell has 11 children? I would like to know. He has, like, a... Aging from 50 to, like, nine years old. He has, like, a (laughs) 42-year-old sister and, like, a nine-year-old sister. It's like, what's weird about that? Right, what's weird about that? What's odd? The main feature of their living room is this, like, two walls joined by a seam that have framed pictures of every family member, including spouses and grandchildren. Not creepy in any way. It would be enough to have me running for the hills. And I think she's definitely freaked out by the size of his family. Oh, Are they who, Mormon or something? Who, they're not Mormon because they're, they're drinking Mormon? wine like crazy. But uh-huh. there is a lot of them. Um, Jason, what did you think about Nick's family? Well, for, I mean, I, you have to go right to the nine-year-old. And I, I don't blame her. In fact, I feel sorry for her. I always... I, I just don't think it's fair when people put kids on TV. It's, it's not their choice. They want to be on TV. Uh-huh. Somebody, a parent has to be responsible and be like, you know what? I'll give you to a babysitter tonight, and we're going to have these TV people. Don't over exploit here. your yes. nine-year-old. It's, yeah. And 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 it it was just sad, and it was embarrassing because not only did they have the nine-year-old in the mix, they she became like the centerpiece interviewer for for Anne. Had a lot of cringe. Annie, and Annie and Watching yeah, that. and and then all of a sudden. Uh, it, I'm talking about the right person, right? Annie, that's her name? Andy. Um, Andy, yeah. Close enough. Okay, so An- so Andy goes into like her network bachelorette speak with the nine-year-old. The yep. nine-year-old says, do you love my brother or are you going to marry him? And she goes into the same old tired crap Talking that she points. gives everybody. You know, I could definitely see a future with your brother. We'll just have to see how it plays out. It's like you're explaining this to a nine-year-old. I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. And she's I, like, what's, I, I, what's your favorite thing about your relationship? And she's like, our mental connection. Like the nine-year-old's just yeah. like, what? 
Yeah, but exactly. then I can't tell. I can't tell if you guys are describing the actual show or just fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Then the nine-year-old goes back and reports. She's a double agent. She goes back yeah. and reports all of her findings. But she can't to, remember anything because she's nine. To her, to her quote brother, who's fucking old enough to be her dad, Nick. <laughs> it would be so easy to dupe a nine-year-old. It's like duping a dog, like throwing a steak with a guard dog. Like you, could, you could easily dupe a nine-year-old. All, all Ed's references hey, I got, are I got, you, I, got you, I, got, I got you tickets to Frozen on Ice. And I just put in a good word for me. Oh, fucking nitwit. Okay, how, then, how do the rest then, of the state? Okay. Then there's the obligatory older sister, Maria, with the bad Wisconsin accent, who's way too involved in her siblings' relationships and quizzes Nick about his relationship with Andy and vice versa. How Andy feels the, about I Nick. I think the nine-year-old was Nick and his sister's child. That's that's my new theory. I think you're right. It's some Game of Thrones shit. She did, she did look... Oh, okay, I'm not going to make fun of look at Okay, Kate, wrap up Nick's date, Nick's hometown um, with Andy. Okay, so... Andy, okay, we talked about the little sister. Um, okay, then he sits on sits on the couch with his mom, and they both have a cry about how in love Andy with he, with Andy that he is. And honestly, the relationship with the mom seems a little creepy. Like the mom says, "You were always so good and attentive to me as a son." That was weird. Yeah, very yeah. incestuous. This very, very, yeah. very weird. They're a close knit. Sp- explains a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it, it ended with you know crying and hugging and she left i think she was happy to be out of that house with all those people <laughs> basically she's not picking nick he's getting dumped i mean i hope no. really yeah, yeah. yeah. she's not picking so? yeah, yeah she's not picking him she's, she's not into him if it anymore were marcus nick may have go, gone home last night unless she wanted to bring wow. him into the end to dump him but there's no chance nick wins the show now, now i don't think me, so if, yeah. If I could button up the Nick thing, I had this takeaway as well. As he was having that weird conversation with his mother, which I'm pretty convinced they had sex after that scene, They, um, this is what he said to her. And this kind of sums up Nick because all the guys have been like, he's a player, he's playing the game, it's a strategy thing. And he kind of proved that, I think, when he said to his mother, I think I'm the favorite. And yeah. He did now. Notice he didn't say, "I think I'm her favorite." Yeah. I yep. think I'm the favorite, which was an interesting comment to me. Like, I guess That's he right. is trying yeah. to just win this Nick's thing. Nick's a sociopath. Right? I think it's weird. Cool. Yeah. All and these you don't guys- think he's going to win? No, I don't think I he's going to win. No. All these guys seem so immature to me, ex- with the exception of Farmer Chris, who's still my favorite. And if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick him. Okay, let's without get, a doubt. Let's get in. The next date, she, go, she goes from Nick. She goes Next to, date, she heads out to Iowa. Arlington, is, Iowa, population 758. She's, she's driving. She's being driven in like an Escalade. And she's roll, and she's like smiling and so happy. And all you can see is just open it flat fields of fucking nothing. mad boring. And she could not be more excited to be there. I don't think she's going to want to live there, to be honest. That's for sure. It seems like the kind of small town you want to escape, not move to as an adult. Right. So what what happens on her date with Chris? Does he live there or is he lives there? He, he lives there and he farms there, and apparently he's quite a successful, you know, entrepreneurial yeah. businessman farmer, he's, and he's made like a good living there. His sister's so like that. He's drop. a simpleton. He's a simpleton. Yeah. Though. His but he he's downplayed it, but I think his no, I think he's he, I think he's a lot smarter than he. Yeah. Then, he, then he comes across. And I think his sisters were trying to drop, like, hey, Chris doesn't talk about it, but Chris is fucking rich. Like, they're like, he's a really successful entrepreneur. He's done really yeah. well. They, yeah. they like, couldn't say enough about how well he was doing. Although, if you looked at his bachelor pad, it was a bit tragic. It could use a woman's touch. 
Um, Andy thinks he's hot, though, and he looks good. I think he's hot, too. Anyway, lots of cornfields and farm machinery. They go on a tractor ride. Like, he's got a big, giant tractor. Yeah. Big, expensive, tractor giant tractor. Ride. Yeah, he drives around a tractor. And then they have a... sits in his lap. Right, and then they stop in the middle of one of those dried-up, harvested cornfields and, like, drop a picnic blanket down and sit there and have it a chat about what life... crazy and, uncomfortable. What life on the farm would be like. So she's trying to butter together. She's trying to figure out like what she would do. And he was like, "Well, there's an opportunity for you to be a homemaker." I mean, he was serious, but he kind of laughed. And then he's like, "But you could do whatever you want." Cedar Rapids is a big town. He he was making a joke. He's like, "I say that sarcastically, right?" But he's just not good at making jokes. No, he's not. She's not a country girl. You can tell she's not that into it. Although she does tell him that she hunts. And we know she can use a gun yep. from The Bachelor yep. when she showed up she Juan Pablo. He was kind of into that. What do you hunt? He's in. He, Chris doesn't win either. Chris clearly is in line to be, if he wants No, he's it, the he's Bachelor. The he's bachelor. hands down going to be the next Bachelor. For sure. He's super good looking. He's super handsome. And he's, he's well off. He's a successful farmer. He's exactly what this type of show wants. His family seems nice, like nice, simple country folk. Oh, there was that corny sky riding Chris Loves Andy when they were having the oh, picnic. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that so was a little weird. That uh, might be worse than the mime lessons that you brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing well, is worse than those. Kind of set that up because, you know, they're sitting there in that very uncomfortable uh, right. picnic area, and all of a sudden we hear a plane, right. and the sign reads, Chris loves Andy. Am I saying her name right? And he uh, hasn't actually yeah. told her he loves her. He said, I'm right, so, falling for you previously. Yeah. But this is the this big is, reveal. This is the big coming out. And then the one thing that it's just it strikes me as so funny about the show is that they get this perfect low angle of Chris and her kissing while the plane is yes. going by yes. that reads. And I'm thinking there, there is no doubt in my mind that they stopped, set up. Oh, for sure. Of course. Yeah. And said, do that again. This and is all we're gonna, manufactured we're gonna, uh, romance. We're going to right now and have them right, yeah, right by. It's just, uh, it's just at those moments when, I mean, every once in a while you just kind of get they're a never little, spontaneous. A little lazy minded uh-huh. and think that they're actually capturing real right. life. And then that shit happens right. and you're like, well, yeah, there's somebody on a walkie talkie going, okay, five, four, th- okay, go ahead and kiss. Start the kiss. We need kissing. Uh, okay, what else happened on the Nothing date? Nothing much. I mean, they go. She goes to his house. They sit down. They have dinner his with fam- the family. His they family seem nice. Played hide and seek. Oh yeah, they had a game of hide and seek. Yeah, that no was children. weird. That was just hide and seek outside in the dark. Nope, They're like, this is a, this is the game we play sometimes. Hide and seek. <laughs> also, Chris clearly got the looks in the family. Everyone else in his family. There's three sisters. Looked like they were from Iowa. His sisters were tragic looking. Uh, Chris <laughs> looks pretty good, and he's the. Basically, as far as I can tell, he's the only good-looking person in Iowa. He needs to I think so pick too. up stakes and take his farm somewhere else, like a Malibu mansion, where he can be on the next Bachelor. Oh, he's going to. I feel like Andy had definitely had a few wines as well when she was talking to Chris's mom. She's not good at hiding her wine buzz. Yeah, yeah. She was She was a little buzz. She was feeling herself. Uh, but let, let, let's I, get on to the let's, let's talk about that, though. Let's, oh, talk okay. about, let's talk about the mother, because, I mean, if, if, if Ed hasn't seen this... As strange as it was in the previous uh, date to have a nine-year-old on camera, and mm-hmm. the nine-year-old somehow was the sister of Nick, how how is Chris's mother ninety years old? Like, how does that work <laughs> yeah. out? That's how, how this guy. That's how you look when you lived on a farm. I think he's like thirty-three, but his sisters are like in their fifties. No, they're not. And, are they? Uh, in this uh, late forties. I think they're in their forties. Yeah. 
Well, one, this, one woman, this woman's probably in her 60s going on 95. Yeah. Life, and life on no, the farm. There's no glamour. There no makeup. She didn't brush her she, hair. Well, she let her hair she go completely gray. Uh, yeah, she was She was a pleasant woman. I sort of I like her. I like her, even though yeah. she did yeah. say something about praying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Each house, they talk about, hey, we're praying for you. And I'm like, nobody knows this chick's Jewish? Right. <laughs> I mean, Dorfman, like that hasn't reached you yet. She's clearly a Jewish, a person of Jewish descent, and you're praying for her. Brian his is very, ma- Brian's very freaked magazines. out by her. <laughs> his yeah. favorite magazines are farming magazines. He's he's into his business. Do you okay. think he was ever on farmersonly.com? That would be that's he he probably beat the beat farmersonly.com to death. He was the most popular farmer on there and he will be the next bachelor. I think this hometown though had the biggest effect on Andy. Like she said that she really felt like their relationship gained a lot of momentum now and she said maybe he was right in front of me this whole time. So I think Chris has moved up from last place. Yeah, absolutely. Out that's of the four that left, he's no longer that's, number four. That's definitely the true truth. Do you know okay. do you know what his big you know what his biggest date fear is? What? Uh, accidental accidental diarrhea. Oh uh, yeah. Well that's everybody's that's everybody's biggest everything fear. Wow. Anywhere, but he's here. putting it out there like that might be something that happens. Yeah, maybe. He's honest. Maybe. Okay. So next so up, we got it. That's the way this works. We watch the show every minute of the show, and then Ed just reads little yeah. bits on the internet. <laughs> Ed, doesn't watch. Ed, Ed doesn't watch. I, I guess that's how it works. There's a better chance of Jesus appearing on this podcast than me watching another episode of this show. Ed just chimes in with stuff he thinks about the show, which is I prefer. Uh, okay, I like that. We need that. We need the perspective of someone that's not. Okay, we got we got involved. two more hometowns. Next up, we go to Tampa, Florida, for her date with Josh, who I'm pretty sure she's going to pick. Like I'm ninety ninety nine percent sure she's going to yeah, pick wow. Josh. Josh wins the show for sure. And also, she's I, wearing I the. Disagree. Sh- you disagree? Yeah. You think I do. Nick? I, I thought it was Nick hands down, but hearing your skepticism has kind of gotten me thinking. No, and I, then the whole whole incest thing. I too, feel like so she, that, take, she takes Nick to the end. Also, his family, his Josh. family is a deal breaker. Yeah, okay. Sorry, you can't marry into that family. Let's, let's talk about Josh's um, date. Also, Andy's wearing the shortest shorts for their date, which I yeah. all think is also kind of telling. She wanted she wanted to show a little bit. And my girlfriend, Sarah, shout out to Sarah Doberman, had a good point that aside from having the most normal and the smallest family, Josh's family has the biggest TV. Yep. So she's going to pick him. Well, they're, <laughs> they're really into football. His brother was the quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs and just Great graduated. And I, was he drafted? He was the Chiefs. But he blew, he blew on his knee his senior year. He was phenomenal quarterback, but he... he Ended with a, like an ACL. Injury. This is all news to me because I don't know anything about sports. That's why this, Ed is on the show. This family's like really into sports. Like they're really like over the top sports nerd family. And so like Josh, the oldest one, doesn't have a sports career anymore. So that all the focus is on the brother, and it's all they talk about. Like they they sit down to dinner with Andy at home, yeah. and before they even start eating, and Andy makes a comment about it, they start talking to the brother about football yeah. and, pro, and pro day. They or talked whatever. about his pro day, a, right? He had a tremendous career at Georgia. He was he was one of the better college quarterbacks okay. the last twenty like years. Ed basically wants to jack the guy off. It's so yeah, I'm getting <laughs> the guy can play football. Uh, I want to. I'm more interested in a couple things. One, why do they have a Puerto Rican sister <laughs> or a Cuban? We're not sure. Cuban. I'm not sure. Also, they play they play a very spontaneous game of. 
touch, touch football in the yeah. backyard. And Very all I, spontaneous. All I could think of at a dog, all I can think of was the poor PA having to go through and make sure there was no dog shit in the grass <laughs> before they before Andy could play touch football in her high heels. Yeah, and yeah, and that that was a shocking thing as well that she actually scored a touchdown. It was, it, I mean, again, one of these made-for-TV yeah, things. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit on, just like the plane and the kiss and everything. Her scoring a touchdown was completely uh, prescripted. Her sister, what, what are you talking about? Josh's sister, had a clean lick at her. Yeah. No, she no one was getting past and, Josh's sister, and, right. and she just ran into the touchdown. Josh's sister bullshit. was the size of a young. Kevin Green, like she, yeah. if she wanted to lay her out, Andy would be in the hospital right now. Yeah. Okay, I maybe she's going through like a heavy stage at the moment. Okay. Did, they, did they ever? Did they ever address why Josh's second favorite movie is Troy? No, but that would be that would be that's definitely something they're going to have to talk on, no about on the fan, on the fantasy dates next week. She, yeah. she uh, it's, I, I would want to know. It comes down. I would never want to have sex with somebody whose second favorite movie is Troy. It comes down to <laughs> it comes down to this for me, and it always has. Who can you picture on the cover of People magazine? Can you picture Nick? Can you picture Chris? Can you picture Josh? Can you picture Marcus? And all I can say is Josh is number one on that list. Josh wins the show. It's clear and Chris to me. is going to be the bachelor. She was fully into him on that date. He also had a little bit of a close connection with his mother when she's like, I don't see Oh, he was crying as well. Cord. Yeah. He was crying as well when he was talking to his mom, which I think is weird. Also, also they live in started, the same town. He started crying when they came into the house and they said hi to everyone and they were giving each other hugs. Yeah. He was crying. Little too tearful around the family. I it's, think that they're, um, the, the whole Josh thing for me is like, and every time he's on camera, I think that. It's like, um, you know, if you're chosen to be a cast member on these shows, you you need to be articulate and you need to be expansive in your answers. But um, he's Josh is like your, he's like your typical baseball yeah. player in that Cliche. he's just rushing to get to the end of each answer. And he speaks in like cliches. Like every time he's yeah, on he's camera, real like, stupid. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm definitely excited to see her. Uh, introduce her to my family. And, uh, you know, you see how it goes. And uh, it's like every single answer is like that. I, I, I can't get with this guy at all. No, because Andy he's real can. stupid. And he wants to fucking bet. Well, she, she, I mean, it's not going to last. I don't think they'll get married. Not. He, he's not smart enough for her. She'll I, be bored soon. I did like, and I don't want to let this go, that they went and played baseball together because he was a baseball player. And he was like, yeah, he was like a little tearful. He's like, "This is the first." They're on like some little league. He hasn't played baseball for five years. He's and like, he- "This is the first time I've been back to the field." It's like <laughs> this is a really special moment for me. Then he's like throw. He's like pitching her BP, and she's swinging a, in a, a wooden bat, and she's kind of hitting lasers. Like she's a little too good yeah. at baseball. Yeah, for but me. how many how many swings did they have to like but film to get those two? Where she, she connected? She had a pretty good swing, and then at some point he saws her off. Like he throws her yeah. something inside that she gets off the handle and breaks the bat. <laughs> yeah, explodes in her hand. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds? Right. I have to question anybody who wants to play sports with somebody they're trying to court. I, I agree. I, Unless 100%. the sport is bedroom wrestling, I, I agree. I, I yeah, I have a problem with couples that jog together. I, this the couples that play baseball together seem like right almost as bad as couples like that sit she, next to each other. If she wants, <laughs> if she wants a shot at the bedroom title, 
I'm all in, but going out to the field and let me throw you some heaters, like yeah. I don't think so. Right. And the and the whole the whole sentimental thing, like I, I haven't been back to this place and it's They're like, really playing that up. Yeah. You're not really you're not really winning anybody over. Everyone knows you've just been crushing ass ever since you stopped playing baseball. <laughs> exactly. We're not gonna feel sorry for you. I oh. mean you went from you went from crushing minor league baseball player ass to Retired. I have nothing to do. I'm gorgeous, ass. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He probably got a nice fat bonus getting drafted in the second round. He's okay if he doesn't talk. Now he probably has. Now he probably sells insurance or alcohol, and he's he's killing it. He's doing just fine, Uh, and he's going to win the show. On to the last date. The really a lot of weird shit happened on this date. Of course, I'm talking about. Marcus, who claims to be 25, but his hairline belies an age more of 43. With the emotional maturity of a 17-year-old. He also cries a way lot. His mom had a weird accent. Talk about Marcus's date. Kid. Okay, we go to we go to Marcus's hometown of Dallas, and Marcus always creeps me out a bit because he's he was so in love with Andy after one date, which is not normal. Yeah. He just seems a bit emotionally unbalanced and very needy to me. I, I can't believe she's into this guy. Yeah. I, I couldn't, when I watch them together, I'm like, I feel claustrophobic, like I want him away from me. Yeah, he's, he's an odd one. Um, the first thing they do is they go to a club in the middle of the day, just the two of them, they share some champagne, and he gets up, comes back a few minutes later, dresses like a sailor, I think, proceeds so to do a really not sexy striptease for her, and it's so embarrassing. T- his, their date stripteases for her? Yeah, their first date was like a striptease in public, it's like the, he had to do a striptease in public, right? It's the middle of the day. So he's recreating it. Club. They right. like go in a club. Yeah. I'm like, why? I, there's nothing worse than Freaks going into a out. dark place in the daytime. And I'm like, yeah. what are they doing there? It's empty. And he goes and changes and comes out and does like With a like aviators, costume. sunglasses, yeah. and a sailor hat and captain's he get, he hat. Gets full, he gets almost full nude. He gets down to like sheer undies to the point where Tidy they have to blur out his cock. And right. I, I have a theory because the guy's in good shape. He's in great shape. He's, he's super fit. fit. And she thinks he's really hot. Clearly. Also likes Enrique Iglesias, Coldplay, and Third Eye Blonde. Yeah. I just want to point that out again. They're yeah. clearly oh, wow. that makes sense. setting this guy up for a star turn on Bachelor in Paradise, the Bachelor spinoff. He would do Look well on that for show. Marcus to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Anyway, this I saw, I saw Cody in the uh, program. Yeah, he's on. He's going to be on it too. Yep. So excited, Cody! Mm-hmm. I tell you what, if some guy ever did a strip D's for me, that would be a deal breaker. I'd have to say, hey, it's a good thing that we're in your hometown right now because you have to stay here. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not coming like, with me. I'm bouncing. Um, the, anyway. the one thing, the one thing that you didn't mention, Kate, was that he picked her up and. And I'll mention this for, I mean, I think Ed's a car guy. Maybe he knows all about this, but oh, love he picked her up action. in this really, really expensive. No, it was a Mercedes Benz. Oh, like was it? Yeah. And, and, and one of those like really expensive ones, if, if, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And, what does he do with sports thinking, medicine sales or something? Yeah. What does he do? Maybe. But yeah. he obviously, he wanted to make a, a couple of impressions on her. And this kind of speaks to the depth of, of what he thinks she wants. Yes. He picks her up in an expensive car and then he takes her right to a strip club and gets naked. <laughs> so you're going to you're going to see my ass and you're going to see this fucking kick-ass car that I have. Yeah. Like Other I said, that, he's got the emotional maturity of a 17-year-old top. So then they have to go meet his family and Andy's obviously she's nervous because he's like told her all about his, you know, not ideal childhood and basically said to her that his mom got physical with him when he was growing up. Like, used to beat him. 
and the mom has kind of an accent. It's like Swiss or German or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's Eastern Eastern Bloc. Anyway, it's, yeah. it's an awkward. It, it feels it all felt really awkward to me at Marcus's house. And like Andy tells the sister that Marcus was very open with his feelings early on. It's obvious that Andy's not quite there, and it's it's just it's weird. Also. And everyone uh, cries. Marcus chooses the hometown date to pull his brother Conrad right. aside oh, no. to tell him how <laughs> important. He's like, "You were so important to me when Dad wasn't around." Also, I noticed how they all—they're all from the South, or they're all from accent places, and they all have lost their regional diction. Has anybody noticed that? Yeah, Nick didn't have much of a Wisconsin accent and, anymore. And uh, how about Medicine Hat, Alberta? And, that's where Marcus, uh, Marcus doesn't sound like oh, Texas. Yeah, but oh, but he lives in Dallas, and maybe that's why. Uh, but he—he—he no. he, he pulls his brother aside and is like, "You—you you meant so much to me after Dad left." And like, it was like crying, crying, and I'm like, "What? Why is this happening?" I'm on like, the "Isn't show? this like, supposed to be a happy here? get to know the family day, not like a you know a." heart to heart with your family it's weird anyway he's a little too in love with andy and i think it makes her uncomfortable it makes me very uncomfortable um and i just i could tell that he had sunk to the bottom of her favor so that before that that wrapped up hometowns they head back to uh to for the rose ceremony well they head back to town and then in between something else happens chris harrison calls the five of them up, the four guys and Andy, and says, can you come to my house? I need to talk to you guys. Then tells them all that that guy Eric Hills died. And then there's like at least a 10 solid minutes of them crying and all the, the fourth wall's broken. All the crew and producers are coming in frame and consoling all the cast members. And yeah, it was really weird. It was weird. It was unnecessary and it felt really exploited. Also, to me. that was not Chris Harrison's house. I don't think so either. There was no pictures on the wall. It looked all, the, the furniture, furniture looked staged. Was weird. It looked like an Oakwood apartment. That was not. Chris Harrison's house. <laughs> Chris. I, I don't know why it would matter. I don't know who who's like. Hey, uh, we got to shoot this. We're gonna do the Eric death reveal at Chris Harrison's pad. Let's see what we can get. Let's see what assets we have that can be Chris Harrison's house. Like it. It means more. Like Chris is like. And apparently, everybody over to my house. Apparently, the Bachelorette does not have the kind of budget that the Bachelor has because the house yeah. was bootleg. It was yeah. It was pretty. If dodgy. that's Chris Harris, Chris Harrison, if that's that's your house. I'm, I'm, you should call me. Yeah, that's a multi-million dollar I can job. help you. I mean, like Chris. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, then we go to the Rose ceremony where Andy can still barely hold it together because she's so emotional about Eric dying. Um, but as predicted, that sad sap, Marcus does not make the cut this week because he's like a child. Yeah, Marcus gets cut. Andy, despite all her sadness about Eric, who she knew for about three days, uh, is still in a chiffon red carpet dress and it was all weird but we ended up with Very Marcus, weird. Marcus going home with Very his heart broken teary goodbye more tears in the limo as they drive him away and him saying I shouldn't have told her I love her um no you probably yeah. shouldn't have cut to a month from these now these are all guys on the show right and Marcus is balls deep in the one-armed chick on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Book it. Next week, fantasy sweet dates. Fantasy sweet dates on The Bachelor. On. That means... The weirdest episode of be, the whole season. Be standard, because on The Bachelor, that means he gets to sex all three of them. On The Bachelorette, that would make her a slut. That is un- the unfortunate world we live in. Apparently, they don't put condoms in the fantasy suites for them. Which... 
means one thing, and of course that's unprotected sex, mutual masturbation. Yeah, I mean, it's, means <laughs> Andy's catching a few on the uh, on exactly. The upstairs. Well, every, everybody gets a shot beforehand. I'm sure. Okay. Excellent, excellent job. We've run long. It's uh, I love talking Bachelorette. Jason, love having you on the show. We'll definitely have you on. Let's let's set a date if you're in town or around. We'll have you on for the finale, the, the Bachelor Absolutely. wrap-up. Are you in for that? Absolutely. I'm into this. Outstanding. Love having you on to talk about this stuff. Love getting your perspective. Ed, Love getting your perspective, buddy. Love you going on and reading notes from the bios of all the people. Uh, Good homework. Uh, Very important. Um, I've been researching. Absolutely. Fancy sauce, as always, you bring the heat in more ways than one. (laughs) To the show, happy to have you here. Happy to have you in studio. Uh, Very, very pleased with how the show went. Ed, fancy, you guys up to do this again next week? Let's do it. Sounds good. Okay, for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, for very special guest, Mr. Automatic Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.